What's up, everybody? Beer and Ball 5. We're back after the Packers finally get a W on the board. I say finally. I know it's only two games, but losing in the first week just sucks. And having a win to talk about is a whole lot better. I'm here with Billy Schmidt from 97.3, the game star of Packers OT. Oh, that's very Packers nice. Radio Network. I mean, that's what you are, sir. That's, that's, that's what you do. It's how you roll. You know, just the man, the myth, the legend on the radio. Like, come on. The comments well, we get on, on like, Twitter and all the stuff from this podcast on YouTube comments, what have you, is, I used to listen to Billy and such and such, little podunk radio, and now he's, like, the big star. <laughs> like, man, you're ascending. You are ascending. Your ascension is not. Well, I appreciate you just strapping me up to the Cheesehead TV rocket ship uh, mm. and, and hanging out right, with right. Dude, I've met more Packer fans from across the world since starting doing this podcast than, than I have before. So that's, that's the coolest it. part, dude. I love that. I absolutely love that because that's what we're about. And yeah, no want to bring one of the official voices of uh, you know Packers OT to the world. That's what we want to do to Packers fans worldwide. Hey, wait, before we get going here, are you going to London? I haven't asked you. I am not. I, I am oh, not. There was man. I know. Now. The worst part was, Nags, as I looked at your travel itinerary that you mm-hmm. tweeted on out. Mm-hmm. Man, you're going to a match on Saturday. You're damn right. You're going to a Premier League match on I Saturday. I mean, when I saw that Chelsea was playing, I was like, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me with my luck. Yeah, you can't miss that. No, well, and even Arsenal has Liverpool, I believe, that weekend. Big match. Too. I mean, there's like three games in London. That's that's a closet uh, addiction that I have at 6 a.m. on, on Sunday. Oh, you, yeah. You wake up, yeah. you catch from yeah. Premier League. Hell yeah. Hell I know yeah. absolutely nothing that's happening, but you know what? It's good for an eggs. You can bet on ties. So then both teams go. score. That's there what I go. really like. I just I want everyone it. to have fun. <laughs> you're just you're like Rob Lowe with the NFL hat on the side. Oh, absolutely, love it. yeah, a billion the percent. Logo. Love it, love it. But we're not here to talk about football. We're here <laughs> to talk about football and drink some beer, and that's what we're doing. Um, the Packers, twenty-seven to ten victors over the Chicago Bears. Thirty thousand foot view from you. What was your feeling during the game? How did you feel afterwards? How were the calls? Do you, do you guys take calls? I don't know. But yeah, for sure. How was the fan kind of feeling around it after the game? Well, I'd, I'd say this, there was some, there was, there were many people that I think wanted to temper their excitement and I get it because there was this thought, uh, you're playing the Chicago bears. We already know what the <laughs> Chicago bears so. are going to be right. Yeah. Um, but you gotta be able to relish the wins, right? Like you gotta, you gotta enjoy the fact that you win a football game. It's too hard. Roger says this all the time. And I think people think it's just a cliche, right. dude. It is freaking hard to win an NFL. And it showed this weekend of a lot of teams that I think are lesser opponents going up and nipping teams late because no doubt. they didn't put a full 60 minutes together. Did the Packers? No. But, Nags, I think they put together a really good 45, 50 minutes of football and had some two drives in there that I think are, are really sticking at people of, you know, why don't they tackle better in this run game? Well, <laughs> well Dave Montgomery is really good. Yeah, in 13 plays, they gave up 10 yards between the start of the first, second right. quarter and the middle of the third quarter. So there's an intensity level that they got to be able to sustain to, I think, fully maximize the defensive potential. But, man, you're seeing it on certain drives. They are fast and yes. really, really fast. They're well, Quay find- Walker's addition is just like it just jumps off the screen at you. I'm sure in Definitely. the stadium it's got to be insane, but like – the way he's able to cover ground and then arrive under control, mm-hmm. 
that's the thing where it, it's very unusual for Packers fans, I think, because we are so used to guys maybe going sideline to sideline, maybe getting the angle, maybe sure. arriving when they should, but then being completely out of control, being unable to come to balance and explode through the ball carrier. He does that so naturally. It is such a joy to watch. And the fact that like when he arrives, you know, the guy's probably done when he got, when he tracks down fields on the third down, everyone wants to talk about the fourth down, right? Right. He tracks down fields nags and it's a small deal, but he's pulling back on the shoulder pads. And I think it holds him back for the four inches <laughs> that it ended up keeping him out of the end zone. I mean, yeah. maybe that's just, you know, pie in the sky, but he takes a perfect angle. He holds back, gets the knee on the ground and he just flows so instinctively yes. different than they've had before. I mean, he arrives, yes. he arrives like Desmond Bishop, but flows Ooh. like Devondre Campbell. Good call. Good call. They need oh. some smack like Desmond Bishop. Yeah, they do. Right? Desmond Bishop had one of my favorite hits of all time in Packers history when he clobbered Brady in that game that Matt Flynn started back in 2010. Yes. Uh, they came on a cross dog, and he uh, Brady just never sees him until it's too late, and he just, just de- like decapitates him. It's great. Um, what did you think? Of, speaking of Devondre Campbell, what do you think of his start so far? It's interesting because we know he had an all-pro season last year, but there seems to be that kind of lack of absolute, I don't want to say perfection, because that's impossible on a football mm-hmm. field, but he, he's not making the plays you saw him make with regularity last year. And that's been a bit surprising. I think he had a decent game. He certainly didn't, you know, he didn't embarrass himself or anything, but there were plays last year that he seemed to make on the regular that seemed to be eluding him a little bit this year. Yeah. And, he really jumped off the page early last year with the pick against Detroit in the second game. And to that man, to that point, he was the guy that you hadn't seen in that spot for a little while. So I'm wondering if that's part of it, right? Like we're so enamored with the new puppy that the dog that we really, really like (laughs) is like, Hey, I'm over here too. You know, you could feed me and take me for a walk. Um, (laughs) But I, I would agree that he has, He's left, I think, some of the big splash plays on the field right? uh, a couple of That's, times so far than he feels did last that year. Way. Yes, yep. totally. That's probably a good way of putting it because it's, again, like down in and down out, I don't think he's playing poorly. But it sure seems like, yeah, that extra gear, something's you know, missing as far as plays that you saw him make last year just don't seem to be materializing. And there, I will say there were a handful of plays where I thought he got held pretty clearly on a perimeter, like mm-hmm. run or what have you, didn't get called. And that's going to happen. You know, that's football. It's, but, that's the NFL, yep. Right. But, yeah, the the lack of – and maybe it is Walker. Maybe because Walker's being asked to do some of the things that Campbell was doing naturally. Well, in two, Nags, you know this. I, I mean, I think maybe there's it, – it, it might not be cognizant. Like, he might not be cognizant that he's doing it, but he's so worried about lining everybody up, right, and, and that's keeping – That's a good point. Because right. he is the quarterback right now, it looks like, of the defense. I feel like Amos was a little bit more of that last year. Right. Yeah. And and Campbell kind of was able to go and play free. Now he's kind of setting up everything in the middle. Maybe that's it. Uh, maybe I'm just making excuses because I was called last night <laughs> on the text line PR uh, for the Packers. Oh, oh you got that You got that too? And oh, I got the PR, uh, PR stamp Yep, from last night. I love night. it. Oh, my favorite is that we get paid. Uh, by the Packers and uh, and Mark Murphy. Mark Murphy personally pays Cheesehead TV. I oh, don't know if you sure. knew this, yeah, but uh, we did, are yeah. we are on the payroll. 
So wow. Well, you know what? When I saw him last night, I should have said, "Hey, Aaron Nagler says thanks for that paycheck last week." The check, the check cleared. He's very happy. <laughs> and here we are talking about like how Devondre Campbell has not played up to his All Pro level from last year. I don't know how that's PR points, but clearly no. some. I'm sure 3D chess that 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 definitely checks out. Um, <laughs> defense in general, as you mentioned, um. It's fascinating to watch the stretches they have where they can be dominant. I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it from week one, but there was a stretch in there where they absolutely came to play up the intensity, especially in the second half. And they had a stretch where they played really well against Minnesota. And for the most part, it's funny to watch those opening drives. That's an issue from early last year as well. Mm-hmm. Those opening drives resulting in touchdowns. But then whatever they need to do, they seem to find their groove and I don't know if it's the calls are different. I don't know if it's because the openers are done or what have you. But they've they've had now two games where they've had decent stretches with real consistency and gotten off the field. Yeah. But it doesn't seem to be able to kind of last an entire game. And I don't know, as a coach, I don't know what you do there. But it sure kind of jumps off the page, so to speak, as far as you want to look at something early on in the season that – you know you got to fix and or improve upon. That's, to me, a glaring part of it. Yeah, that's a good point. And, and there's the scripting of plays is definitely a deal that, like, opponents are going to have a pretty firm game plan of what you are going to do. Mm. And maybe that's where later in the year, Joe Barry, as the coach, starts throwing in some more wrinkles early, right, and, like, right. releasing their plan on the first series to try to combat what they think is going to come. But – I would agree from the middle portions of the game, especially second half in Minnesota, they were a completely different defense. Yes. When you can dominate for a 25, 30 minute stretch, you're going to win most of those games. Yeah. But it's going to be a lot harder to dominate a Tampa offense or the LA Rams offense, right? Like there's, there's groups that are going to put stress on you all 60 minutes. And Last night, that's just not one of them. Their offensive line's not good enough. <laughs> oh, Lord. Easiest way to say it. I mean, they have a wing T offense, basically. God, bad, I mean, the, how it's hard to watch NFL football when the offensive play caller clearly doesn't trust his quarterback to do anything other than hand it off until no, it got, I, like, you yeah. know, deep into the fourth quarter and they had to throw it. And I thought, I thought Fields showed more promise last night even with just seven completions than he did in the monsoon in Chicago against San Francisco because he was eluding some pressure Packers were in his lap all night I mean you go back and look at constricting the pocket and yeah that's what we saw throughout rushing it down collapsing from behind he steps up he moves with his eyes up they got they do have to maybe trust him just a little bit more but I guess maybe that comes with time and Really, I don't care. I really don't care when they decide to start trusting Justin Fields to run <laughs> right. the ball. The longer, the better for me. Yeah, I'm down with it. And, hey, look, if it means that eventually they have to throw it and Jair Alexander gets an interception and then gets to narrate it on the highlight afterwards on NBC, I'm all about that life. That was freaking that, that sweet, was so great. It? it was so great. Um, Preston Smith had a whale of a game. Big it's time. interesting how it's so funny to me that, like, I don't know, you know, obviously when we're watching the game, Corey and I, we're doing it live on YouTube. And so there are all sorts of, you know, stream of consciousness chats from Packers fans, literally from all over the world. And it is so funny how 
people eventually always say, if you get like a drive, just a drive into it, somebody's like, oh, where's Rashawn Gary? Where's Preston Smith? <laughs> it's like they've yes. literally been out there for like 12 plays. Can we let things kind of breathe yet. a little bit? I know. Like, <laughs> and then of course, you know, right as range, sure enough, of course, Preston and Rashawn both show up, big plays. But I thought Preston overall just played a solid game. And my probably my favorite play is when he stayed home for the guitar fake. Oh, when they God. tried to take the deep shot and Preston's like, I've seen this one before. Mm-hmm. And it was all over it. And look, Fields is an athletic guy. And I thought, you know, he did a good job of, again, coming in under control. How many times have we seen guys come in in that scenario and either fling themselves at the guy's legs or, you know, just completely whiff on the tackle? Preston did a great job of kind of coming to balance and making sure that wherever Fields tried to go, he was going to kind of be enveloped. Yeah, and I, I thought Preston was fantastic in the run game, too. I mean, when when they're going to stretch the edge, he's going to set it, and, and yep. he's going to force you inside, oh, yeah. and he's going to make you go to the other 10 dudes on the field and, and give some help. <laughs> yeah, I uh, This is why I love this podcast, because there's certain things, Nags, that you, you notice throughout the game, and then right. there's certain tendencies that get kind of picked up, and you saw it. I mean, he was waiting on that bootleg guitar fake, waiting for it, waiting for it. And he goes, okay. Now and he explodes the way, the yes. way he, you see him recognize it. That's what I love. If you look at the tape, he's like, he sits there and he's like trying to diagnose. And then the second he, he sees the guitar thing and he's mm-hmm. like, oh, it, and he just goes. Oh, it's There's no it, hesitation. That's what now, I love about it. I can't remember if it was a Montgomery run to the outside where I think he makes contact like two yards behind the line of scrimmage. They yeah. kind of hand fought and he finally gets him to yeah. turn back inside. And that's when they stop. Him. I want to say it was like a third and two, third and three play. Yeah. And those are, those are plays that he made in Washington, which frankly was the reason why I thought he was going to make as much money as he did. <laughs> it wasn't necessarily just getting after the passer because that's right. always great. And everybody loves to do that. But like Sammy Watkins said about being a receiver and wanting to block, uh, passing is a lot more fun for everybody. So <laughs> defenders want to pa- rush the passer. Wide receivers want to catch passes. Rarely do they want to be a part of the run game. And uh, he was a huge part of it yesterday. Yeah, he was. I'm glad you brought up Sammy because we can switch over to the offense for a second and talk about the effect he had on the game. I mean, it's not like they targeted him 12 times or anything, mm-hmm. but they they clearly wanted to get him involved early. That first drive, the play action up the seam. And then late with the big catch, you know, play action. I don't, know, I don't know if it was an over route or what, but that's, you know, if that's all he does every game, that's a huge win. That is exactly what you brought him in for. And I was so happy to see him involved in a meaningful way. And I don't mean like, oh, he's, you know, out there all the time, catching a ton of balls. No, no, no. If he can just, you know, in certain moments, affect the game, pick up first downs, provide you know produce some explosive plays that's that's what you need him for and he was perfect at that last night well and and he bought in to what they're gonna need you to do i mean they're not malafleur is gonna make no bones about it if you're gonna be a receiver in this offense you're going to use your two hands to block more (laughs) than you are to catch right like that's just gonna be your lot in life in this offense and when you buy into that the quicker you buy into the rest of the team and you buy into what their offense is going to be I thought even two eggs, the deep over is fantastic. Yeah. But the one that Rogers misses on, I couldn't oh, tell if it was I yeah. couldn't tell if it was an RPO 
uh, it, or if it was just a flat out, I got one on one over here and yeah. I'm going to send it on over. He misses low. Yep. That's where I think Watkins is going to be fantastic. It's those short to intermediate routes. hundred percent. Especially off the one backside. I dude, I said it yep. all off season. Once they signed him, I'm like this three, you're going to have three by one. He's mm-hmm. going to be the one totally. on the back end. And if it's there and the guy's playing off, it's money. And yeah, you're right. Rogers hits him low. It is funny though, because like, I think Sammy, I, that's the kind of thing where I expect as the year goes on, they'll be more in sync with that. Because I think Rodgers is seeing, I have to, I haven't seen the all 22 yet, but I believe, I'm, I'm guessing Rodgers probably saw a safety crashing down yep. or somebody or a linebacker or whatever. Rodgers is always going to err on the side of caution and take mm-hmm. you away from danger is what he's yep. done in the whole back end of his career. And I expect Sammy in his mind is like, oh, I want to make sure I stay up so I can get yards after the catch and keep yep. moving, blah, blah, blah. And that's just the thing where I think the more reps they get, the more they'll get used to each other and what they're, you know, I think he'll probably tell Sammy, look, I'm never, ever going to lead you into danger. I don't want you to get you lit up. It's just not what we do here. So, you know, when I throw it low, get down. We, how many times have we seen Devante go down and get those, you know, always. So I, I think that's a case of just needing reps, but to your point, that is exactly how I expect them to use him. And I think it sets up things like a deep over later in the game when you're mm-hmm. looking at Sammy in that three by one and you're like, oh, great, I got to cry. I got to come down because they're probably going to throw that slant. OK, bye. Well, and you, you know? already saw, I think, the three uh, three by one set that you're going to see a ton of on the trip side of Lazard in the tight slot. It yep. still sets up what I think Roger's favorite ball to him is, is the seam up the middle. Kind of yes, which we saw in camp. Yep. Yep. Settle 100%. at 12, 15 and Cobb in the middle slot. Yep. where he can block on out and Dobbs kind of as the outside receiver. You saw it work to perfection on the, the tunnel screen yes. that they're going to try to run that a lot and get those two who can be physical Cobb, not so much, but Lazard can match up against. Although I will say, Hey, did, to, Cobb's, to Cobb's credit, he was, he put his nose in there last night. Hey, he couple, ate that thing to the times. chest. I will no say, doubt. I will say I was, I was impressed. I was, I thought to myself, I didn't say it on the broadcast, but I thought, Oh, good, good for old man Cobb. No so doubt. Put his nose in there in the run game. I like Well, it. I thought it was like funny because that play then leads to the next one where Cobb catches it on the outside, right? Like maybe right. 15 yards, they pick up the, the first down. And yeah. I was talking to a, a guy that I coach with just before this, and he goes, you know what? You know who I, I'm starting to hate more than Aaron Rodgers? Oh, no. Freaking Randall Cobb. <laughs> Freaking Randall Cobb. I hate that guy. I can't understand it. He gets one ball and starts jumping on up with the let's goes because he's had like one 1,200-yard year. I love it. Like, well, there's a part of the fact he's that he's still playing at 12. The fact 12 that he's years A, in. still playing. B, the fact that there are people like that existing in, in his Twitter feed, undoubtedly all the time. Always. Saying like, oh, you know, you're old, been hurt, making too much money, whatever. And so when he gets that catch, and by the way, the big one, the big let's go was after a catch previously. So he had a couple of let's goes. And mm-hmm. I'm in on it. I love Always. it. I love that. That is Randall saying, keep doubting me. I'm just going to keep catching balls, moving the chains, get a touchdown here or there, and I'm playing with my best friend. Like, how great is that? You can't beat it, man. Nothing wrong you with can't it. beat it. And the other that. part of it is the scramble drill that he's made such a living off of. Yes. I bet you see more and more of Romeo Dobbs kind of understanding why and how Randall makes himself available and open because yes. that's where I think possession-wise Romeo is really going to be able to cook in that 12 to 15, 18-yard range where he starts seeing Rodgers step on up into the pocket. And if you notice, Cobb is the only one of, all right, my, my zone <laughs> is going to be right here by the sideline. Everyone else yep. like, hold on, he might throw it to me. <laughs> yep. 
He might throw it to me. I got to figure something out. Yeah. No. Nope. Once it's instinctual, I think Dobbs is going to be the best one at that part of it. I, I very much agree with that. Speaking of the wide receivers, we're talking Randall Cobb. What do you make of the Amari Rogers situation? The fact that he cannot get on the field. I mean, no snaps in Minnesota. One snap last night. I know, you know, clearly he is or was probably drafted to do what Randall Cobb is doing, mm-hmm. right? There's no way on God's green earth they're putting him in over Cobb while Cobb is healthy, and no. Rodgers is never, ever going to acquiesce to that. But it does seem odd that he can't get on the field at all. And the fact that they have Watson running a lot of the orbit motion and a lot of the motion in general, stuff that we saw Amari doing throughout camp, but, man, I don't know what he did to get in this really serious doghouse other than playing Randall Cobb's position. But it seems it seems serious, whatever whatever it is. Yeah, it does. It, it comes to um, – I mean, I don't want to speculate as to what the guy did. Mm-hmm. However, I think we've seen individuals in the NFL before have a big week, right? And then right. all of a sudden uh, – Maybe it was Rex Ryan was talking about this with Geno Smith. He's like, leads him to a big win on the road his rookie year, and he was late to a team meeting on Monday morning. Like, right. there's there's those development things that can always turn your head away from the coaching staff, right? And, sure. and they can yeah. kind of keep you over here. But I also think there's something to the effect, Nags, and nobody else really liked this part of it, where – Maybe Rich Basaccia said, hey, if he's going to be my kick returner and my punt returner, right? I need to work with this dude as much as possible because 20-yarder last night was great, um, followed up the next time uh, by muffing the thing out of bounds. The muff, what's so frustrating about that muff is he's got a lane and he sees it up the right sideline, yep. and he, think, he just starts running before he secures the ball. Exactly. And if he just secures it, that's probably a good chunk return. You know what I think I mean? it's bigger than the first one. Yeah, I agree. It sets up, but it looks like he's got a wall for a day. You know what I mean? So I think he got excited and got out ahead of himself, which, again, understandably in the sense that he's a young kid still. But, man, you cannot be making those mistakes if you want to get on the grass. You just can't. No, no, you you can't. And and, and I I love the idea and the prospect of him doing jet sweeps and uh, motions and slants as much as everybody. But you already have a defined role. You got a yes. defined role, Negs. Now go master that, and then we can start talking about expanding. Yeah, so I point. didn't have nearly the problem that a lot of people did with it. Right. No, I feel you. I, I totally feel you. It's just interesting to me. Like it's a third rounder. Brian traded up for him. Bit of a disconnect there with the coaching staff, maybe. Un- That's unless, a good point. Yeah. Unless it is, as you say, like Basaccia saying, "Look, this is my guy. I need him all the time." I need time, to figure this thing with out. Us. With him first. Like, That's a good point. Um. Let's go forward here on the offensive side to talk about the offensive line for a little bit because, to me, the whole performance of the offense, everyone's talking about the backs for good reason. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon are godlike. We all saw how the whole offense changes once you start running it through those guys. I don't think there's any secret. But, man, the play of the offensive line really kind of is the engine, as I always say, about you know making all of that work. And it's no secret, you put Elton Jenkins back out there and that knocks Newman to guard. It's a whole nother world. It's just a whole nother world uh, with the offensive line kind of performance they got last night. It wasn't perfect. Obviously, they got, you know, protection issues. Some, uh, it's really weird uh, decisions when guys are getting to the second level at times. But 
for the most part, I thought, God, you 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 look at week one, and then you fast forward and look at last night. It's just night. It's like going to Oz and the color showing up. Yeah. You know I mean? Well, and I thought it was. I thought it was pointed by Matt to say that he doesn't think they win the game after the game. He right, without said, Elton, I don't think we win right. the game if Elton Jenkins doesn't play. Elton Jenkins has played better than he did last night. A lot but yeah. the, the enthusiasm that he brings to the rest of the unit, I don't think can necessarily get matched by a and lot just of other the physicality players. on those. No doubt. You know, there's a number of plays where they run to the right where he just mashes down on some dude and like Dylan or, or Jones are like, oh, thanks. So I guess I'll yeah. take a walk. Well, and, like, I mean, Yash gets beat by Robert Quinn one time. Guess what? Robert Quinn beats a lot of guys. He has well, for a long did, time. Oh, that that pissed me off because, like, <laughs> the drive before that, they're running the ball. They're yep. moving the chains. Oh, yeah. Things are great. Like, life is good. That next drive, they go three and out, ending with that sack. <laughs> and it's like on third down, they're on third and ten, and they go five wide. Oh, Even yeah. Yash on an island with Quinn. Like, I could, if you want to draw up a recipe for failure, that's it. Yeah, Robert Quinn's really good. He's really, like really, really good. good. And he's going to beat people like that. I, I think they have found the the true recipe. And Bobby Tunyon was another part of it, dude. Yes. When he is when he is in on the pass game and chipping different defensive ends, they have more time. Like uh, I know it's not exactly what he's put on this team it's, to it do sucks for Tunyon. It just, it it's got it's to eat him up as far as like not being able to produce numbers wise. But also I think he's probably loving the fact that he's even out there. Oh, for that, sure. You know, he's coming off that ACL who knows how he's feeling, etc. But I totally hear you. It's like you watch him work. It's just like the beginning of last year where it'd be great mm-hmm. to have him going down the seam and wheel routes and all this stuff. And I'm sure that will come as the year progresses. But right now, with their offensive line still kind of, you know, being nurtured back to health, so to speak. Yeah, I think it makes a world of sense to use them as they are. The play that I remember the most from 2021 of Bobby was him absolutely pancaking Nick Bosa yes, on the chip. And, yes, and you're going to see, I think, a lot more of that next week. And maybe his time comes in that week four, five, six, right? right when they right. get the Jets, they get the Giants. New England's no slouch, but I think there will be holes in that defense where you can get them. So that will be a that'll be a time for him to to get moving, but he allows them to to really get their feet underneath him. And John Runyon Jr. Uh, back into the fold was was I think key for them letting Josh yes. Myers get on out and pull. That's where he is one thousand percent at his best. Myers, his athleticism, it's so, so weird to me. I see so many like negative comments about him on Twitter during the game and. Look, did he leave plays out there? Did he have bad plays? No question about it. Mm-hmm. But you see him on that touchdown run? Are you kidding me? When he's oh, pulling, the athleticism, the ability to get to the second level, it just it's it's absolute teaching tape at times. And he's a young kid; he still hasn't even played a full season. Well, and as an he's, NFL he's player, like, he's like six five and a half, six six two or three twenty, three fifteen. Moving like that, he's a freaking moose. Like yeah. generally, those guys play outside. He's, I think, too big yeah. almost to play. Center. I agree. It's but, bizarre to me when you look at it on tape. It's like there's that can't. That's not a center. It's like looking at Zach Tom play tackle. Yeah, it's like wait, this, everything's wrong here. What this? None of this makes sense to me. Right. But it's exactly. working, so we're gonna keep doing it. I guess right. right? But. When he gets out with a head of steam in front of him and he has an eye on who he wants, 
he's right. going to find you. Like yes. he's going to knuckle up with Roquan Smith was uh, the recipient of a couple of them last night. Mm. And I could tell uh, Roquan Smith was trying to figure out when they were getting the bus going uh, after a couple <laughs> of those nothing to do like, with I it. have had enough of this. I'm going to get paid somewhere else. I right. don't want to keep getting pulled and cut for. Nope. 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 I love it. I just, yeah, I'm, I'm always like, Hey, you talk about Packers PR. I'm always going to be rooting for guys. And I understand it's frustrating watching guys get beat. I understand like there's a level of play. There's a standard, right? As Matt always Mm -hmm. says, the standard is the standard, but man, I'm rooting for guys. I want them to succeed. Um, I love that part. And next, that's why I think certain fans get, are, are so dialed in with the negative part of it. But yeah. man, when you watch these games and see how good both sides are, you pull for the certain dudes that yeah. you see making leaps forward, right? And and getting further along. That's one of the reasons, as you know, the final thing about the offensive line always ends up being 69. Right. That's why that's why I pull so hard to see Dave back on the field because of how much it took for him to become the player he is exactly. and how much he freaking cares about it. And then to see this for the last 21 months, you just hope that the nightmare finally ends on Sunday. Oh, that would be great. Oh, wait. So are you, do you travel with the team? I don't even know. Do you go down to no. Tampa? No, we will be, uh, we'll be back here in our palatial 97.3 of the game. Packers. So, studio. so you'll be in the Milwaukee area on Saturday. Is that what you're telling me? I will be in the Milwaukee area. On because Saturday. we will be down in Milwaukee oh, for the launch party of carry the G. So I hope you can stop by scout wine merchants on Saturday evening. Well, I want to trade this 16-ouncer for one of those 16-ouncers <laughs> yeah, yeah. that you guys yeah, were having at the tailgate yesterday. Yes, you do, my friend. You, oh. have, you have no idea. I, I love the video of uh, of Ramage looking around like, oh, do I grab this spotted cow that I absolutely <laughs> love? No, no, no. no. Better Give not. Better not. Slam not carry the, did you see New Glarus actually tweeted us after that? It was fun. Oh, really? Yeah, we've got They said well, they were they were lovely. It was a lovely tweet. They were like, uh, good luck in the Wisconsin beer trade or whatever i don't know it was that it was a it was a very welcoming welcoming nice even though we like passed over their beer in our video but (laughs) i told Corey, i was like you should have made that about miller light or something i can't believe you went after new glaris yeah honestly and then they're just like hey moon man's better don't worry about it i know (laughs) every craft beer snob that's the first every best beer oh my god that is the worst shit ever ever (laughs) ever anytime you talk about spotted cow oh yeah have a spotted cow or like any any tweet about it anything it only take you the under is always in play five minutes always under Ugh. Ugh, it's not even their best beer shut the fuck up i don't thank care. you i don't thank care you. I, I really care. don't care. The worst is when somebody out of state asks for you for a recommendation you're like man i really like spotted cow They're like, oh, spotted cow's not it's a Wisconsin beer, but I'm looking for something better. Well, you're not really finding a ton. You're not better, gonna find so something. Just enjoy it. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, I enjoy it. Shut up and here's buy the other you thing, one. though. It's like I do love a lot of the other Nuglera stuff. Like I, yeah. I, I Moon Man is phenomenal. Two Women mm-hmm. is great. I like. I love those beers. But I'm telling you, especially when I'm there for training camp, get myself a spotted cow. Can't beat that man with one can't of them big old butter it. burgers over. Oh, at now you're oh. talking. Oh, oh I can't God. believe I'm going to be home in a couple days. Half I'm so a excited. stick of butter and lay that bad boy <laughs> on me. I'm ready to rock. Let's do it. Speaking of ready to rock, what do you think? Sunday, Packers taking on the Buccaneers. You watch that game in in New Orleans, man. You talk about a defense. You talk about a God. defense. Right. All three levels. 
problematic for the Packers, man. They've got to get that running game going. In a way, they were unable to the last two times they played this team. I don't know how they do it. Even if Dave is back, I am I do not feel great about their chances in this game. Yeah, I'm with you, and that's why I think this game yesterday, or on Sunday, I should say, against the Bears was as vital as it was. I mean, was it yeah. pretty? Right. Not at all stretches, but guess what? It was a win that you really needed because if you're staring down the barrel of going down here 0-2, I'd already basically chalked it up at <laughs> 0-3. I mean, like, it's going to be a real, real test against that defense because yeah. you're not running the ball as much as they did against Vita Vea and Shaq Barrett and, and Goldston. They got some Damn. absolute studs in that front yes. seven, and – you want to talk oh, about sideline to sideline, Levante David and and Devin oh, White. Well, Devin White's ridiculous. Come They're on. the pillars of it right now. Well, what's nuts is like everything they tried to do against Vea a couple years ago just did because remember he didn't play in the week three game, and yep. then it didn't matter because like for whatever reason they kept trying to get outside, which never make any sense to me. But then in the NFC Championship game, Vea comes back and they could not. I mean that was still when Corey Lindsley was there, and they could not move him. They could no. not move him. So Meyer's going to have his work cut out. For yes, him. he is for sure. in a big, big way. And I'm telling you, man, like you want to run the ball and I hope they do, but it, it, the backs are going to be, it's going to be a bruiser of a game. I think on both sides. Cause I think you flip it, Tampa, they haven't looked great on offense. No, and I think their key, obviously with their 4,000 year old quarterback is we want to hand the ball off and then get somebody to bite up, whether it's a safety, whether it's a linebacker and then let Tom go to work because Man, Fournette is a wrecking ball. They can move people along that offensive line, even with all their injuries. That I think this is going to be a bruiser of a game. They don't win the Super Bowl if it wasn't for Leonard Fournette uh, oh, in 2020. He was one 100%. of the main reasons they win the game. No question. And going or even forward, got to the game. Uh, even got that, to the that game, Saints yes. playoff game, that Packers yep. playoff game. Yeah, he was a monster. No They're doubt. not getting there if it's not for Fournette. And. I don't know what their wide receiver position is going to look like, right? right. Skeletal remains a Julio Jones already <laughs> with a hamstring pull. Right. Um, Mike Evans may be punching somebody into a suspension. I don't know. Yeah. That was a two-handed club move. I mean, that wasn't even WWE style. He just, that was just, I'm going to hurt What's someone. so funny, you know, you know the last time he was suspended? When he fought the with Marshawn Lattimore. Like, what? <laughs> Can we not have these dudes play each other anymore? Like, we got to stop with this. Like, this is bad. This is in front of the children. We got to. You got to teach Think the, of the children kids. to love. I don't. I don't know what's going on there. Well, and they then I mean, that out. Yeah, and then I mean, Godwin's down too, so they're down yep. really their top three but guys. This is my this is my point though. Like, okay, yes, you get excited about that as a Packers fan, but if you're ripping off five, six yards a pop with Manette or whoever, you know, Brady's got to mm-hmm. do that little dink and dunk crap he's done all his career, and then eventually you'll commit numbers and he'll find someone deep. He did it against the Saints in the fourth quarter. That's his thing, just, man. And, and it's some dude you've never heard of or some, you know, walk on like or Scotty well, all of a sudden, Miller. Scott, yeah, Scotty Miller game. enters the chat this weekend. Oh. And I'm like, I thought that guy was out of the league getting his pension already. And instead, he's back in just in time for a Packers game. This Luckily, is Kevin point, King is live tweeting instead of. Uh, I'm, hey, on the line. I, lo- I love that, though. I will say it was great. Wasn't that awesome? Live. He was game. so fired up. It was up. dope. It was dope. It was so it's like, you know, like he. he I can't speak for the guy, but I have to suspect he's wishing he was out there with those guys. But yeah, no doubt. But it was cool no to see doubt. him. Cool to see him live tweeting it. No doubt. All right. Well, Bill, we'll see what happens when the Packers head down to Tampa. Can't thank you enough for hanging out again, dude. Beer and ball. It's what we do, brother. Uh, good luck uh, on Packers OT, and hopefully, I'll see you on Saturday night. 
yeah, hopefully I see you on Saturday night. Maybe even uh, I don't know what your travel schedule is. Friday, well, uh, depending if you're in the Milwaukee area, I'll big be, time. I won't high be school in... football game. Who is there? Like a oh, maybe I'll do. Oh, wait, are you playing? Is your team playing? We are. Uh, we are the number four team in the state right now, and oh, we are playing the number one team. Maguire oh, come so. on, big big upset, big, big upset game. Friday. Big game. Well, they knocked they knocked these Warhawks out of the playoffs last year, so they might maybe have something I'll, coming. Maybe I'll come down for that. That'd be dope. Because I'll be up in Appleton, but maybe I'll make. Okay. Out. Yeah. Well, well, I'll send you the address. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Some serious beer and ball on Friday yeah, night. No doubt. Friday and a night lot lights. of beer after that one. Oh, that's what Ooh. I'm talking about. I love it, Bill. This is awesome. I'll talk to you next week. Go pack. Go. We'll talk about it next week, man.